0: Hello, friends. It is uh, obviously the first day that Rick Bonus has essentially been on the job for the Winnipeg Jets formally announced this weekend. And now he has had some time to give us some thoughts on what he wants the Jets to do, what his plans for the future are and everything in between. After having some time to digest it, you know what? I'm on board. I feel like Bonus might be somebody who the Jets have needed recently. And we'll dive into why uh, some of his statements really caught me By surprise, on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Uh, obviously, Winnipeg has now gone through the hiring process, um, and we have a brand new head coach, plus an assistant head coach who was just announced today, Scott Arneal. Now, uh, before we talk about Rick Bonus's comments, I thought I would talk a little bit about Scott Arneal and maybe talk about some of the interesting opinions that that I've seen so far on his tenure and kind of what I expect from him coming into this Jets position. I feel like as a head coach, I wasn't really super in love with the idea of Arneal taking over, but as an assistant coach who might work on the PK or something, totally fine with that. I think Arneal, you know, he is a little bit more old-fashioned, but in a lot of ways, maybe the Jets kind of need that on the penalty kill because, let's be honest, our our 4v5 play has been pretty... uh, pretty poor over the past several years really well i I don't i don't know that we've ever actually had a good pk you might say well the save percentage was decent here and there but it's partly because uh hellebuck was doing such a great job stonewalling most opponents and basically bailing out the special teams pk unit because let's be real the pk is usually a welcome mat for opposing power plays so uh just having a a coach who might be able to work on that and give the Jets a little bit more support, a little bit more backbone and a bit more structure here, I don't think is the worst thing and Arneil like he's a safer pick right but uh as long as he's not really intended to become the head coach long term, I think for the interim it's fine now on to rick bonus i I think bonus uh you know he caught me by surprise a little bit today he gave some interesting comments I was able to watch them back um I was actually in an Orioles game today, so I missed. Uh, the live presentation, but uh, they had plenty of YouTube stuff available um, from several of his interviews. And honestly, you know what, Th- the more I hear bonus talk, the more I'm like, okay with the hiring. I'll be honest, my first blush reaction to it was not overwhelmingly positive. Uh, in fact, I was just kind of like really, I would say unenthused at at, at best um, and a little bit disappointed at worst. Maybe a lot bit disappointed, I felt like the Jets had some serious opportunities to really go out this year, grab a big coach, and maybe right the ship a bit. Do I still think the Jets rebuild is inevitable at some point in the near future? Yes, um, I got a comment on one of my other videos that said you know the Jets were destined for a deep deep playoff run last year and over the past year or two but I think if you really look at a lot of the teams that have gone far that have done um, you know, advanced past the first couple of rounds have, have ultimately done themselves a favor by winning the Stanley cup that have actually gotten to that, that promised land. You know, a lot of those teams, you compare them against the jets roster and it's not close. And I've said that before, Winnipeg just isn't really on the same level yet. I think the only way for the jets to really go back to that is, you know, uh, through scrapping it over and and trying for a, a longer term rebuild bonus doesn't really push in that direction necessarily But I think what he did say today, there were a couple of key points. Um, The first one that I really liked, especially when it comes to like a culture perspective, is communication. Uh, Over the past couple of years, I think the Jets have really struggled with the locker room situation, the relationships between players and staff. And, you know, in all of these guys saying they want to leave, like Liney wanting out, Dubois wanting out, uh, Wheeler now sounding like he wants to leave it sounds like in a lot of ways, you know, the relationships were really fractured and that guys just really didn't want to be here and work together. Maybe the relationships were one of the reasons, uh, one of the the driving forces behind so many players who have recently departed. And I, I think for the Jets, having open lines of communication, having honest dialogues and feedback is really critical. And Bonus seems to think that is one of the primary issues with the Jets because in his press conference, he had to name drop it basically like six or seven times, which um, tells you a lot about what he thinks Winnipeg's biggest issues are. And rather than focus on what he wants to do on the ice, I felt like him focusing on the stuff off the ice was a really needed thing to hear because we already kind of know what his philosophy of coaching itself is. But in terms of like the off ice stuff, I think that that was something that for me, I wasn't really sure. People have always said that he doesn't take crap. um, That he's a very, hard-nosed kind of coach and can be, you know, certainly somebody who doesn't really tolerate a lot of laziness. Uh, he, he very much wants players who drive uh, for success, who want to be the best. And maybe all of this is for the best, right? Maybe you need somebody like this to kind of really assert his will over the locker room, tell the guys what needs to happen, and get them convinced and in, in buying into it. Because I have to be honest, I think Maurice lost the room years ago and he just didn't really have more than a couple of players who actually believed in his vision. Uh, whatever the case was, I think Maurice was very much out of control over this team uh, some time ago and you know guys were tuning him out. You saw that the language, um, like the body language was really poor and just felt like the Jets had kind of lost their way. And Bonus basically said so as much during his press conference without explicitly saying Um, you know, much more than that. But I I still think given what he said in terms of communication as like a critical cornerstone of what he wants to do with the Jets, I think that that's a good thing. There were a couple of other statements that he mentioned that I think are worth highlighting, and we'll talk about those in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I wanted to shout out one one of our wonderful partners at Bar. If you've heard me talk about Bar before, you know that I'm personally a big fan. Obviously, there are Probably hundreds of of protein bars out there, and honestly, most of them kind of suck. That's kind of why Built Bar is such a refreshing change of pace. It's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got dozens of flavors now, but you know they they constantly innovated and tried to bring new flavors to you. And one of their brand new ones is coconut brownie chunk puff, which actually has marshmallow marshmallow in it. It's got the delicious flavor of coconut brownie, and you mix those all together. And you just get something that's to die for. But, you know, rather than having a, a sweet treat that's super guilt ridden, Bilt Bars are perfect for you. Most of them clocking in at around 150 to 170 calories, uh, four to seven grams of net carbs and around 15 to 17 grams of protein. So, you know, you can get all of the deliciousness of something like a coconut brownie without any of the guilt and sugars typically associated with it, which makes it perfect for, you know, a workout, Uh, maybe a meal replacement in the morning an afternoon snack if you're really on the go it's such a healthy alternative to all those sugary candy bars and packs tons of flavor and protein for a healthier lifestyle so really you can't go wrong to place your order go to built.com and be sure to use promo code locked 15 at checkout to get 15 percent off your order again that is promo code locked 15 at checkout at built.com hello friends and welcome back to this episode of locked on winnipeg jets we are taking a look at uh uh, obviously, Winnipeg um, and, and Rick Bonus's statements as he has now joined the team in an official capacity, he has been hired, he's gone through the introductory press conferences, and he actually had some interesting statements that I thought were worth discussing. Before we talk about uh, a few more things that he said that caught my eye, I did want to mention something else to you. Um, first off, thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're here, I also wanted to mention that this coming week, of course, is the NHL draft and our entire network is really uh, gearing up for this because this is always one of our biggest events every season. And with the draft right around the corner, you know, our our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every single first round pick. For us, that means we've actually got two. Uh, Supposing the Jets don't make any trades and actually pick at 14th and 30th overall, I'm going to give you my feedback and insight 15 minutes after each of these picks. You can join me uh, at Locked On Winnipeg Jets for all of the stuff that Winnipeg does. Uh, obviously, I'm not really sure if they're going to be making any trades. Uh, maybe Pierre Luc Dubois is going to be on the way out. I have no idea. This is a really unusual time for the Jets. And I, I think Wheeler will probably be gone, I think. But this could be a very momentous first round. I don't really know what to expect, and I think that same can be said for a lot of teams out there, but that's why we're going to be live, and so be sure to subscribe to Locked Winnipeg Jets on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns and live reactions on the NHL draft and so much more as they happen. Now, uh, on to, uh, of course, Rick Bonus, um, and returning to some of his thoughts. You know, it's it's he didn't say like a ton in terms of kind of what he wants to do with the on-ice performance. I do think that he kind of identified the defensive structure being an issue with this team, which is true. Uh, I I think that the team, especially with the forwards and how the defenders work with them, it's not really been an ideal situation. And in a lot of instances, it's been flat-out disastrous inside the defensive zone. And so Bonus's approach is definitely an all-hands-on-deck kind of situation. You know, everybody working in the neutral zone, everybody working together in defensive zone. And I think that that more five skater approach is probably going to be more suited to where the jets are you know winnipeg used to use like a weird man zone hybrid that didn't really do a lot for the jets in previous seasons maybe this year bonus's approach of trying to limit space uh shut down shooting and passing lanes and be quote unquote hard to play against is more of what might suit the the talent level of this team i think where winnipeg is right now it's at a transition point and so um There's not like a ton of of talent to work with in terms of high-end skill as you go further and further down the lines. Given that, I think the idea of being harder to play against and limiting things like zone entries, um, cutting down space, I think that those are going to be more crucial for the Jets, especially if scoring becomes an issue again like it was this past season. Uh, I will say that there was an interesting thing he talked about when he was asked about players that he just had a chance to speak to. Blake Wheeler seems like he hasn't really... Been in communication so much with Bonus, which is not super shocking. I think Blake is very much advertised that he's on the way out. The one player that he definitely really discussed as being somebody who has bought in and seems very committed is Mark Shifley. Uh, Shifley apparently had a very good conversation with Bonus, and I've mentioned over the past few weeks that I think between Dubois and Shifley, um, Shifley seems to be the one that they're circling as the guy they're going to keep. Which, you know, I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, Dubois has a year left. And why are we so focused on him leaving? Well, I think because he's advertised that he wants to leave. They've gone through the Truba situation and the Kane situation before. I think the Jets are going to be more proactive this time. And given that Dubois always seemed like he was, you know, he was happy in Winnipeg, but maybe not the kind of person who wanted to necessarily stay. I think the Jets really haven't viewed him as a core member of the team. And the fact that the negotiations kind of stalled out seems to point towards his departure. And I think for the for the Jets, it's not really ideal, but it is what it is. Um, and I think there's not really too many ways to go around it unless he suddenly changes his mind, which I just don't really think is going to happen over the next couple of years. Uh, Winnipeg is just going to have to make sure that it gets a really good return and hopefully gets a nice trade package. It Again, it really sucks for me personally. I was hoping that Dubois would be a a longer term player here, but uh, for the time being, it sounds like Shifley is there, and I, I think Bonus was talking about you know there being issues with guys maybe not committing hundred percent to defensive efforts and really giving hundred percent on the ice, which he said he's going to limit the ice time of guys who do that, which is a very interesting quote because that definitely has been an issue with Shifley, and if he's communicated that, maybe Mark is really willing uh, is willing to really recommit to the cause and wants to kind of hit a reset button on his tenure with the Jets. If we get like a rejuvenated Shifley next year, I think that would be fantastic. Um, I think Mark under Maurice really stagnated, and I think his displeasure with how things were were being run uh, began to show through a lot. And so it's nice to hear at least that, you know, the new coach and Mark are on the same page and seemingly moving towards something a bit more positive because Shifley still remains one of our most important players and whether he, he back checks or not in terms of being one of our most creative guys, he's still up there. So uh, as the jets go, so will he. And I think it's really important for both the team and Shifley to be on the same page and hopefully building a stronger relationship going forward. I think that was one that had gotten fractured and uh, it would be nice to have Shifley really feel personally accountable and stuff and maybe take a, a more prominent, positive leadership role where, you know, he's not necessarily taking shifts off. Um, he's really given of himself. And I think that would just be nice to see. I think it's something that we've lacked. And especially for the guy who's supposed to be one of our red winners, uh, you have to be an example setter. And as bonus seems intent on playing more of the kids, uh, I think it's important that they learn from, you know, the jets veteran players who are leading by example. And if Shaitley becomes that guy, that would be awesome. But Obviously, we're going to know for sure over the next few months how that all sort of pans out on the ice. And uh, yeah, you know, my overall impression from bonus, I just feel like from what he's discussed, you kind of want to root for him. He just seems like he has a very easygoing nature Uh, around shovel day off. He and, and Kevin seem to have a very good rapport. They were you know, laughing and joking a little bit during the press conference. Bonus has been very Approachable, I would say, in all of his interviews. He has a very down to earth, you know, mental state. I feel like his philosophy and the way that he's talked about the team, I don't know, something about it is different than I felt with some of the other coaching options. I feel like he's just a guy that seems easy to root for. And, you know, I'm hoping that he's successful because we've had our fair share of bad coaches and guys who haven't really gotten it done. It'd be nice if one of them at least pans out somewhere. But, uh, you know, kind of on a related note, as as far as me talking about my personal feelings are, I actually did ask on Twitter a couple of quick questions about, you know, how y'all would feel. Obviously, as Jets fans, we have quite a diverse uh, perspective set. And so I thought I'd solicit some opinions on a few particular questions that we'll get to in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out one of our awesome friends at rockado.com. You know, out there, there are literally hundreds, uh, even thousands of of vehicle manufacturers, uh, you know, models, makes, whatever you want to call them. There's so many cars and and trucks and vehicles out there that it's really hard to keep up, especially for auto parts stores that are often struggling with inventory, right? You go out there, you go to a shop, and oftentimes they don't really have what what you need in stock because you're looking for something very specific and Let's be real. Retail brick and mortar uh, stores are are pretty small and so they can only keep so much in stock and you know, you waste the time to go out there when the clerk at the desk is just going to basically order the same part you could get online rather than wasting time. Why don't you save time and money by going to rockauto.com instead? You can find some of the same parts that you'd find in retail brick and mortar stores for 30, 50% off even more. Uh, You know, you might see a fuel pump there for 350 bucks at the retail store RockAuto.com has the same one for around $215. you are saving over 50% and you're getting the exact same part that you would find online for way less. Most importantly, though, RockAuto.com understands what DIYers need. and It is a family-run business that's been serving folks like you for over 20 years. They've got tons of experience. They've got a very easy-to-use website, and their customer service remains top-notch. When you look at their selection, their pricing, and so much more, RockAuto.com really is the unbeatable combo. To get started, go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com right now. Hello friends and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh closing out with a couple of questions I wanted to hear from y'all about how you're feeling about the Jets and about the Rick Bonus era. Obviously, this is a very unusual time for the jets uh, a little bit nervy, a little bit exciting, maybe a bit of both and I had uh, like three t- particular questions and not really a specific uh uh like super detailed survey I'm taking here. So take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. But, you know, the first question I asked is, how are you feeling about the Rick bonus era so far? And the responses were pretty varied. We have about 35 so far and 23% said optimistic. uh, 31% said somewhat optimistic. 23% said somewhat pessimistic and 23% said pessimistic. So by and large, it's all over the place. Um, I think for me personally, I'm I'm somewhat optimistic. I don't think the Jets are going to be that great of a team next year, but I do think that bonus is going to get some more involvement with the youth. I think that the team is going to be more watchable than it's been previously, and maybe the Jets are going to have a culture change a little bit that kind of gets some guys back into the fold and really excites some of the more veteran players. If that's all that bonus accomplishes with this team, I'm okay with that. You know, if the jets are bad, they tank for a pick, but you still see positive developments with the youth and you get some of the veterans bought back in. That for me is more than acceptable. And I think for the jets, they would be happy with that result. Uh, Obviously the playoffs are what the stated objective is right now. But if we're being honest, I think we all know the jets aren't really built to go super, super deep right now. So if they kind of crash out, it's not the worst thing ever. Now, question two, speaking of playoffs, are the playoffs a priority for you within the next two seasons? This one had a very interesting response split. So 22% uh, or there's there's 22 votes and 32% said yes. Uh, 13 or 14% said leaning yes. Um, 27% said leaning no. And 27% said no, just flat out. So roughly, you know, most responses kind of falling into one of these brackets. Generally speaking, people are kind of like ambivalent about the postseason, I feel like. Some folks still want the Jets to make the postseason, but I think the broad majority of people understand the Jets are maybe at a transition point, And so not making the postseason, especially with all the stuff that's happened around the team, the potential incoming departures of guys like Wheeler and Dubois uh, and maybe some other players, maybe even Stastny is going to walk in free agency. With all of that in mind, I think people understand the Jets are in a sensitive spot. And so, you know, making the postseason, while it would be wonderful, it's not really the primary objective. And that kind of led to my final question, you know, what would you consider a successful 2022-23 season for the Winnipeg Jets? 48% said playoffs, um, 12% said no playoffs, but if they play well, that's fine. No one said no playoffs, mediocre play, which I would agree with. I think that that's not really successful at all, but around uh, 37% said tank season, which you know what that means. Folks are uh, ready for the jets to kind of start over. This is kind of where these, like, I've only had like four choices on these polls. So there's not a lot of variation um, and a lot of, you know, ability for me to dive into the details specifically, but you get the sense that there's more people ready for um, a longer-term change than there used to be. I think people understand the Jets are just not really the most playoff competitive team right now. Like I said earlier, if they make it, it's great. If not, you know, just be prepared for there to be some pain as the Jets start over. Again, I, I, I feel like it's tough because as fans, we've sat through a lot with this team and no one wants to go through a rebuild process again. But sometimes that's the best way to try and really acquire that top-end talent. I think we all know that the Jets just aren't really there compared to teams like Colorado. Uh, even Vegas is a, a better all-around team. Um, you know, there's a lot of squads out there that just have, uh, you know, leapt past the Jets in the years since 2017, 2018. But it's not really impossible for the Jets to get back to that point. They just gonna have to roll up the sleeves and admit that at some point, you know. It is going to be time for a change, and if Bonus's contract runs out uh, in the two years, and they feel like that's the time to rebuild, well, you know, this team has had a wonderful run in the meantime, and let's just hope they give us some really cool lasting memories before it's time for the core to start over. I'd be curious to know how you feel about these questions, so be sure to let me know in the comments below or at you know Twitter at social media um, at Loco and at ello underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, to, of course, that's going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Throughout the rest of the week, we'll have some you know, thoughts as we head into the draft. Of course, we'll have some live draft coverage on Friday, so be sure to stay tuned for that. But while you're here, I also wanted to recommend making your second listen, Locked On NHL. Our Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on every trend and a brand new news item in the hockey world because Locked On NHL is your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!